Hi, my name is Serena. I am a mother to a toddler and currently pregnant. And hi, I'm Lisa, also known as the singing Amma. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an Amma. At the beginning of my first pregnancy, I felt like I was lacking my village, which is why we are here creating a village with you in hopes that you won't feel as isolated as I did. I also felt the lack of a village in my early parenting years way back when. And I come to our village with a background in early childhood education. I have been coaching parents along their parenting journeys and supporting them for over 35 years. I'm Alisa and I invite you to grab your latte or your tea and come sit around the proverbial fire with us each week when we come together to have a conversation where we'll be talking all things parenting, keeping it real, keeping it raw right here with you. Hey, Amma, how's it going? Hi, Mama Serena. I'm good. Just uh, getting over a long virus. Yes, I'm sorry, but I'm happy you're feeling better. Thank you. And today, one of our listeners have a question for us. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> and she would like to understand and how to deal with talking back. They're currently struggling with answering back and mm-hmm. being fresh. Her daughter is around six years old. All right. What a great topic because, uh, first of all, it's totally normal. All children will go through a stage of talking back. And so perfect. (laughs) It's actually, I mean, it's something that most parents have pretty big reactions to. And in a weird way, it's something that could be celebrated because it's a normal stage of development. Not that we're going to celebrate it, but it's like, okay, now we're in this stage of development. So basically, Talking back can be a few different, there can be a few different things going on. Um, But we do want to know that it is a natural, normal stage of development. And our job as the parent is to help them learn how to stand up for themselves and be powerful in their ways that they communicate and also respectful. So generally, when people say that their child is being fresh or sassy or talking back, it they're referring to non respectful ways of that their child is communicating. You can't tell me what to do. No, I'm not going to do it. Make me that kind of thing is disrespectful. (laughs) And so we want to look dive in a little bit and look at what is going on beneath the surface. So as a parent, the first thing that we need to know is the best response is not to react. As soon as you engage with, yes, I can tell you what to do. I'm your mother. Then you're in a battleground. And, you know, as I think I've said before on the show, We don't want to be in a battle with our children. We want to be in a respectful, loving, caring relationship with this person that we love, you know, to the nth degree. 
And that's not always possible to be in that loving, kind, beautiful, la, 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 because that's <laughs> not real. <laughs> Excuse me. That's why I mentioned the virus, because I may cough a bit today. Um, and there are ways to communicate respectfully, even when we disagree. And even when we don't feel a whole lot of love <laughs> in the very moment, right? Around five, six years of age is a classic time to uh, backtalk to start. Some children will do it a bit younger, even when they're two, three, four years old. But most often we see it emerge around that time. So she's right on, right on track. So mom should feel a little bit of sigh of relief hearing that <laughs> mama it means you're doing something right <laughs> now um so talking was, back comes right after the tantrums or they kind of yeah the tantrums the tantrums also, uh, often happen around two years of age three years of age so toddler early preschooler age um and again that's a natural normal developmental phase some kids will be much more of a tantrum meltdown type of child or your relationship with that child will inspire that kind of behavior um and again, that two, three-year-old who's having those tantrums melting down saying, no, I want candy right now. When you're in the lineup at the cashier, at the grocery store, and you've got all your groceries and you're both tired and you need to get out of the store. Oh my goodness. Why did I put candy right beside the cashier? Yeah. Just to bug the moms and dads <laughs> in the lineup. Oh, so yeah. So that's a common age where children first start realizing that they are a separate human from their mom and that they have a voice and it's really powerful for them. And so then again, and then, you know, you may have a little bit of time between two, three years old up until five, six, seven, where they start putting their foot down in a new way. And that's like, you can't tell me what to do that talking back phase. So we're not going to allow our child to carry on talking to us that way. And through the rest of their, you know, preteen teen years, because that would be a bit of um, discomfort, let's say for both of us. But one of the best things to do is not have a big reaction. Um, you know, if you're at home and your child, maybe it's time to get out the door in the morning and the child is dilly dallying around. Okay. We need to go in five minutes. You can't tell me what to do and I'm not ready. That wasn't a good example to use because what I wanted to say was ignoring the talking back is sometimes a really helpful, actually a really helpful way to not have it escalate and saying, you sound really frustrated right now. You don't like what I'm telling you we need to do next, or you need to do next. You sound frustrated. I need to go finish the dishes before we get out the door. So I'm going to go do that while you finish up what you need to finish up. And if they come back with another response, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me. One really powerful thing to do is actually 
just keep walking away and go do those dishes. Mm -hmm. Do not react. Mm -hmm. As soon as we react and engage with them, like you said, that back and forth starts, right? And one of the things behind the behavior, we always want to look behind the behavior and see if we can feel what's actually going on. Behind the behavior, there may simply be a need for your attention. And if a child isn't getting their attention from you filled that well filled up on a regular daily basis, if they're not feeling connected to you regularly, they might try this back talk just like it comes out and then you respond and they respond. They're getting attention from you. It may not be loving, snuggling, happy attention, but it does fill the attention gap that they're feeling. So by not reacting to them and just walking away and saying, I'm going to go do my dishes that I need to get done before we head out the door, then you aren't giving the attention in a negative way. When I imagine that scenario, when when you do react, you're really just giving them space to react back to your reaction. And and then when you go into that back and forth, they start pushing your buttons and a five and six year old really shouldn't be able to get you so upset because they don't really mean it. They don't really know how they're hurting you. They don't want to hurt you. Yeah, a lot of parents instantly, as soon as there's back talk, they think, my child doesn't respect me. Mm-hmm. And that triggers us big time, right? Yeah. You need to respect me. I am the parent. Mm-hmm. So let's look at respect. Respect is a two-way street. Respect is something we need to do mutually. So one other really good place to look is how do you speak to your child? Do you find yourself yelling at them, nagging them, niggling at them constantly because they're not doing what you're asking them to do then we need to in another episode look at how to engage their cooperation well like you said in the supermarket when they put the candy right there so your kid can have a tantrum right before you check out sometimes when it happens in public and you feel like everybody's looking at you waiting for you to correct your child Mm -hmm. and this is what's best not reacting you know, sometimes you just might feel the pressure of everybody looking at you and saying, you know, your kid's acting crazy. And then it puts more pressure on you to react, to show them, mm-hmm. no, I'm in control of this situation and I'm going to correct them. And and that's not. And the best thing is to just ignore everybody and who cares what they think, because they're not the parent and they're not the yeah. one. So that's an excellent, thank you for bringing that back up the, the, in the grocery store one, because when we are in public, it may not be the most effective to try the ignoring one because you actually have to get them out of the store with all your bags of groceries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another good um, place to go is to acknowledge the feelings that you can hear behind the words that they're speaking. You sound really frustrated right now wow, I can hear a lot of anger in that. Okay, let's get these groceries. Let's get out of this store and let's go have a little moment. You know, like acknowledging the feeling sometimes, especially if you're not in the habit of acknowledging your child's feelings, sometimes it's going to make a big, big difference in that moment. 
you sound really angry right now. I get it. And you know what makes me frustrated? I feel frustrated that they put the candy here. We're not buying candy. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's get going. Let's come on. Let's see if we can go out of here really quietly. Sometimes just shifting that mood again can help. And you can also remember the giving them their wishes in fantasy. Mm-hmm. What if the car was what would what would the car what kind of chocolate bar would the car be or what kind of candy would the car do you think or I wonder if it was full what what candy would you fill the car up with and you know while you're having that fantasy all your groceries are being rung in and you're paying for them and you get out of the store but what you said about (laughs) acknowledging the feelings I know you said this before and it really clicked with me last night I was in a meeting with a bunch of women and And one lady who is probably in her 50s was talking about how she grew up with a bunch of brothers, you know, it was really never accepted to show your emotions. And so she grew up kind of feeling weird for having emotions and to see how it played out later in her life Mm -hmm. made me think about acknowledging feelings and Mm -hmm. having them understand that it's okay to have feelings giving a name for your feelings, whether you're upset, you're sad, you're angry, and giving them that ability to acknowledge how they're feeling and that it's normal, how it helps in their future. Because this lady didn't learn this until she was in her 30s. And she always felt so weird and that it was not normal to have the feelings that she was feeling until she entered this group where everybody acknowledged and her husband was an emotional guy and she never experienced that. And wow, that's such a great example of why this is so important. Mm -hmm. We are living in a very um, emotional deprived society. We have developed um, people don't know. Most people, I just was hearing something the other night. I can't remember what I was listening to. Most people, most adults who are 30 years old or whatever, don't know more than three feelings, happy, mad, sad. Like a huge percentage of adults don't, can't express or talk about or even acknowledge anything more than happy or sad or mad was like wow so giving our children an emotional um language that they can use that they can access is so incredible and through all the years of teaching parenting classes and coaching parents you know i've seen families develop emotional vocabularies over the course of our time together. So when you say, wow, you sound really angry right now. No, I'm hungry and I'm frustrated because you won't buy me this chocolate bar. You know, that's not going to be a two-year-old, but that might be your six-year-old standing at the, at the checkout with you, you know, um, being able to, to tell you, if you say I, you sound angry. No, I'm actually really sad Mm -hmm. that might come out and, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to guess what they're feeling. You might have a very clear idea of what they're feeling. And if you get it wrong, they'll correct you. And that's okay. You know, wow. So you're sad. It's interesting how sometimes hurt feelings 
can come out on the outside as angry feelings. It looks like anger, but actually beneath that, there's hurt and sadness. Yeah. And then and that's really advanced for, for uh, anybody to be able to see that. Right. But our children will learn mm -hmm. if we give them the language. And then also when you acknowledge them, they feel like they can kind of tell you why and explain why they're feeling that way. And just explaining it is therapy and making yeah. you feel better about it. Yes, absolutely. And even if they can't talk about it because they're in it still, mm -hmm. they may be able, they might come back to you a few hours later or a few days later and tell you something more, but they might also just be able to go, my mom gets me. Hmm. Yeah. My dad gets me. I'm heard. Somebody understands. Like we know, we know how that feels, right? If you're in an upset and a, a girlfriend or your partner says, oh, baby, I get it. Or yeah, I've been there, you know? And yeah, and sometimes that's all we want. For me totally. lately, I've been very stressed. Some parts of the stress, you know, there's nothing I can actually do about it. And sometimes when I vent, people are like, uh, well, what can you do about it? Nothing. I just want to tell you how I feel because it makes yeah. me feel a little better telling you. And, and that's also, if I may jump in, that's also a really good tool for parents. Are you wanting me to just listen to how you're feeling right now? Or would you like us to try to come up with any solutions? And then they get to choose, right? I mean, your child, if it's back in the morning and you're trying to get out the door and you've got to get your child to school or preschool or whatever, and you've got to get out the door to do what you do in your day, um, you know, that's a stressful time anyways for all yeah. of us. So having very clear guidelines as to what we do in our mornings, you know, I strongly recommend not turning on technology <laughs> games or TV or whatever that might be, because those are really hard things to say, okay, all done now. Um, so I really strongly encourage parents not to go there in the mornings. And if you're there already, you know, send us a question and we can speak to that specifically. What if your kids are around other adults? They're rude or talk back. If that's happening, I would venture to suggest that there is talking back going on in your household. Remember that our children learn by our example. Primarily, you can tell them how they're supposed to be and not be in, in your own home and in public. But if they hear you talking back or talking rude or disrespecting, even if it's not to them, if they hear you talking about their other parent or their grandparent or some bunch of friends that they have and one person is getting singled out as being you know well she just doesn't you know and you're talking rude about people they're gonna think that that's just a normal way of talking our children are learning how to be humans in this world by what they see and hear you doing yeah. You might be talking on the phone and talking bad about another friend to another friend, and they're going to hear that. Mm -hmm. And they're going to think that's how we talk about people or to people. 
you know, so we need to be really conscious about who we are in the world. And if our child is talking back a lot, or talking rudely, or disrespecting people, or being just disrespectful in the way that they speak, the language they use, the tone of voice, we got to look at ourselves. And I'm sorry, parents, (laughs) that's, that's, you know, not what you wanted to hear. Maybe, maybe you wanted us to give you some, you know, quick, simple, you know, slap them on the fingers. I never would ever tell you to slap a child anywhere, just so you know. Um, But, you know, no, this is all about looking at who we are being in the world. That's what our children are learning. Our reflection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I saw growing up was I would go over my friend's house and it would, it would amaze me how she would talk back to her mother and her mother was very fragile. And, um, she would just say, shut up mom. And her mom was never somebody to correct or, or punish. And she would just be very nasty. And her mom was a sweetheart. Her father was a sweetheart. And I don't know. She just, yeah. So that's, I feel that that is what people are concerned about when we talk about peaceful parenting, Mm -hmm. gentle parenting, respectful parenting, people end up thinking that, or they think that they're going to end up being, uh, you know, parents that get walked all over. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm ever talking about. That is not what I'm suggesting. In our family, we talk with respect about other people and to each other. That's who we are as a family. And if that's who you want to be as a family, mom and dad, you got to step up and you got to be those people. And maybe you're all going to learn through being parents and being a family. Maybe you, mom and dad or mom or whomever, maybe you guys are actually going to get to learn what respectful speaking to each other sounds like and looks like. And maybe your child talking back is an opportunity for you to really learn, oh, do I sound like that to her? Am I getting, am I getting this mirrored back to me? This is an opportunity for me to now clean myself up a bit. So that's one possibility. All right. Well, thank you, Amma, for sharing all your info about talking back. Well, I really hope that was helpful to our mom listener out there. Thank you so much for sending in a question. Yes. And um, yeah, if you, if you try some of the things that we've suggested here um, and they work, let us know if you try them and it feels like it's not working. Also, please let us know. And we would dive deeper into, especially if you can give us a specific scenario when is this happening for you and i'm talking to all you parents out there who are listening when is it happening what's happening what are you doing to respond the more information you can give me the more directly i can speak to your situation and i want you to know you are not alone you are not the one and only parent who has ever been spoken back to (laughs) (laughs) so you're doing fine we'll help you in whatever way we can 
just um, write to us on our Instagram or Facebook pages and and uh, reach out. Hey, so we got four takeaways from this episode. Number one being, remember, it's a natural, normal stage of development. Your child is not a right neck for talking back. It happens to all of them. <laughs> Number two, try to take a deep breath and walk away. Do not react and do not take it personal. Number three, acknowledge their feelings, give it a name, and reconnect. Try to listen to what's the feeling behind the behavior. And number four, make sure we are speaking in a respectful way if we expect the same. And this is a rule that applies not only to interacting with our kids, but just interacting with anybody. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for being here with us in our virtual village. We'd love you to join our Facebook group at The Village Parenting Community and on Instagram at The Village Parenting Pod. And if you enjoy our podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. Also, if you have a moment, please leave us a review. It makes a big difference for us in reaching more parents out there who may be feeling alone. Please direct message us to connect also. We absolutely love hearing from you. And until next week, we'll be keeping it real and raw right here with you. This podcast is sponsored by the Singing Elma's private parent coaching and workshop offerings, and also by Enlightened Designs for Crafty Mamas.